59th Minute Podcast is brought to you by Bet365, the world's favourite betting company. Did you know you can create personalised bets? So if you fancy Man City to beat West Ham this weekend and Aguero to get on the score sheet, Bet365's Bet Builder lets you create personalised bets and calculate the odds for any football match right there in your hands. Bet365 is the world's favourite online sport betting company. The app can be downloaded from Google Play and the Apple App Store. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Hi folks, welcome to the 59th Minute FPL Podcast brought to you by The Athletic. I'm the FPL General recording on Tuesday the 4th of February, looking ahead to Game Week 26 in Fantasy Premier League. All our podcasts are free in all the usual places, but if you'd like to hear ad-free versions, then you can subscribe to The Athletic with a 40% discount code using FPL Pod. A subscription to The Athletic will also get you access to my weekly FPL column, as well as being able to take part in the weekly Q&As that myself and Ben Dennery do on there. Shout out to Alexander Zinchenko, the newest member of the 59th Minute Club. This might be my favourite ever shout out. Zinchenko, the only player to get taken off, not taken off, to get sent off in the 59th minute in game week 25, to get himself a minus three. So talk about joining the 59th minute club in style. I think that's two firsts. Last week we had the hat-trick of substitutions by Graham Potter. And this week we have, I'm pretty sure this is the first 59th minute red card since I've started recording this podcast a couple of seasons ago. So welcome to the club, Alexander Zinchenko of Manchester City. A quick review of game week 25. How did it go for me? It was finally a good one. Not a great one, but it was the first green arrow I've had in five or six game weeks. So hopefully this is going to be the start of a bit of momentum now and and hopefully can start climbing those rankings between now and game week 38. Ended up on 60 points, but it was actually only three players who returned anything for me, anything more than more than two points. Mo Salah, captain, which most people did, a healthy 32-point return there. Trent Alexander-Arnold with another six points, Mr. Reliable this season. And Hyungman Son, who I brought in for Sadio Mane going into that game week, paid off. He made me sweat, he made me wait, but that goal from Son, his eight points, turned a red arrow into a green one. So very hopeful that he can continue that form now and do well for me against Aston Villa in game week 26. So like I said, three players returned, all the rest of them got ones or twos, lots of new problems, lots of new issues, Kelly has lost his place, Mopai didn't get a minute in a game where Brighton scored three goals, so that was pretty frustrating as an owner. Lundstrom looks to have lost his place now as well, so there's a couple of questions about him later, uh, so I'll come back to him. So I was quite tempted to, again, quite tempted to hit the wild card this week, but I'm, I think I'm going to hold off until game week 27. And I'll go into the reasons for that a little bit more later as well. A quick watch list update. A few players I've added this week and a few that I've removed. Starting with the positives. Jay Rodriguez. I watched Burnley Arsenal yesterday. And Rodriguez was excellent. He impressed me more than Chris Wood did. I've had Chris Wood on the watch list for quite a while. But Rodriguez has joined him now. He's just 5.7 million. He could be the ultimate differential at just 0.2% ownership. I think he had four shots in that game against Arsenal. 
should have scored at least one somehow hit the crossbar and bounced back off the line it was it was harder to miss than it was to score fixtures are okay for Burnley as well so Chris would interest me but Jay Rodriguez maybe the one I actually go for when it comes to wildcard just just to try that something different I think he's just as good an option now while Ashley Barnes is out injured another player added to the watch list this week Bruno Fernandes new signing for Manchester United Eight million in FPL. It's quite a quite an attractive price. I thought he would have been more expensive. I haven't watched the Wolves Manchester United game yet. I'm going to do so after I record this podcast just to run the eyes over him and see how he looked. Because in terms of the stats, he seemed to be heavily involved. Five shots, three shots on target. Most of them were from long distance, as you would expect from him. But I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to sitting down watching him and assessing what he looks like in terms of FPL can we can we trust him so he's on the watch list for now unlikely to come into my team this week but again going to have a look at him and see and see see how he looks Willie Bolly back in the Wolves defence after injury I don't think it was a coincidence that they kept their first clean sheet in 10 games with Bolly back in the side he's dropped right down to 4.7 million now so he's you know we've got the likes of Doherty at Wolves that are very expensive uh, Bolly offers a cheap rate into that defence at just 4.7 the fixtures for Wolves are quite attractive as well they do have Leicester this week which is not easy but then they've got Norwich in game week 27 going back to the start of the season Bolly was picking up quite a lot of interest from FPL managers because he was doing really well in the BPS system I think he picked up around 7 bonus points in the first 9 or 10 games of the season before he picked up an injury he was very close to the bonus again at the weekend against Manchester United he just missed out on it so that's a big plus in his favour when Wolves do keep clean sheets there's a good chance Bolly's going to get some bonus points and I think they will keep more clean sheets now that he's back in the team so talking about a wildcard if I wildcard game week 27 which I'm thinking about it'll probably be a triple Wolves for me it'll be getting Jimenez back getting Traore because he's great value uh, and potentially explosive and probably adding a defender as well and Bolly is probably the one I'd end up going for just for value reasons there over the likes of Doherty or Johnny. A cheap striker now 4.6 million Gabriel Martinelli from Arsenal. It was interesting to see him get the start again with Aubameyang back from suspension so all three of them started Martinelli, Aubameyang and Lacazette so that bodes well for the young kid Arteta obviously has a lot of faith in him. He's played 90 minutes in the last three games. So it's not even a case of he's starting and he's getting 60 or 70 minutes. He's, he's getting 90, which says a lot, I think. Uh, 4.6 million. He's probably a better option now than Mason Greenwood in that price bracket. But probably only if you're playing five starting midfielders. You, know, you, you probably don't want to trust Martinelli or Greenwood to play every week. So they're probably bench options for the moment. But Martinelli... I think there's hope there for you know the final third of the season that he could make that starting place his own and he could become a really good option for us uh, as a really cheap third forward. He, he's got two goals over those three games. Arsenal have amazing fixtures as well. This is the big attraction here. They do have a blank in game week 28, so always keep that in mind. Arsenal, Manchester City, Sheffield United and Aston Villa, the four teams who won't feature in game week 28. So always keep that in mind when you're making your transfers over the next week or two. But aside from that, Arsenal, is it's a sea of green fixtures when you look at the official FPL website. So Martinelli on my watch list, going to monitor it if he keeps starting games. You know, he could well find his way into my wildcard squad as well. Final player I've added this week, a cheap defender, just 4.0 million from Spurs, Jafet Tanganga. 
started again against Manchester City. So he started three of the last four games and he's played 90 minutes in, in all three of those. So Danny Rose has left to go to Newcastle on loan. Ben Davis is carrying an injury at the moment. So there's a chance that Tanganga could continue to get games there at left back. Even when Davis comes back, you know, going from what I've seen of this guy Tanganga, he's played pretty well in the games that I've seen of him. So there's a good chance, even when Davis is back, that maybe he will continue to get game time. Maybe he won't start week in, week out, and Davis will get the odd game. Obviously, Vertonghen could play left-back as well, but he seems to be out of favour at the moment. So Tanganga is a bit like Martinelli for me. He's on the watch list for now. If he can continue to get a few more starts, and if it becomes clear that when Davis is fit, that this guy Tanganga is going to continue to get starts, he's ideal. Four million. Stick him on your bench. That brings me to the players I've removed from the watch list. Instead of someone like Brandon Williams now, who is competing with Luke Shaw, he's gone from my watch list. I think Tanganga is possibly a better option there now, although neither neither are great options. I think it's probably worth finding the extra point one or point two for the likes of Jamal Sells or Jack Stevens at Southampton. A few other players gone from the watch list this week. Martial is gone along with Williams. He's been pretty poor in recent games, Martial. United are struggling to score goals. We've signed a Gallo. Not the most exciting signing, but once a Gallo gets up and running, I would expect to see a Gallo get a few starts through the middle with Martial possibly moved back to the left-hand side, which which probably suits Martial better. And he, he may even be a better FPL option if that does happen. But for now... He's not cutting it through the middle as as, a, as the striker. So for me in FPL, he's a no-go. He's gone from the watch list. As is two cheap defenders, Mason Holgate from Everton and Cathcart at Watford. Simply down to fixtures, Everton and Watford. I don't like the look of their fixtures in the short term, so I'm not interested in those two guys. A few Leicester players gone as well. Iose Perez and Madison are gone from my watch list. Simply because Harvey Barnes is the guy... I'm going to go for if I end up going for a Leicester midfielder. Barnes has been excellent the last couple of weeks, passing the eye test, getting himself on the score sheet. Should have more goals as well. Had a great chance that Vardy set up from at the weekend that, that he put wide. So I just like his value. I think he's only about 5.96 million. Harvey Barnes, better value than Madison, and I like him more than Perez as well. Thanks to everyone who sent in the questions on Twitter. I'm going to tackle some of the topics this week. Six or seven questions here that will cover some of the main talking points. First one came in from Kun Karam. What should we do with Manchester City assets? They play West Ham next, but are they the best captaincy option? So I will come to captaincy after I do these Twitter questions and answers. What should we do with Manchester City assets? So Kevin De Bruyne is the only one I own. He's probably the only reliable one that you can be quite confident that he's going to play week in, week out. If I owned the likes of Aguero, Mares, these guys, I would keep them for West Ham. Arguably, West Ham at home is the best fixture you can get at the moment, the way they've been defending recently. So I think you've got to keep the likes of Aguero and Mares for that one. It looks like Sterling might have picked up a knock at the weekend as well. So that probably is good news for Mares owners. Might make him a little bit more secure in the starting eleven for the next couple of weeks. Manchester City, they're an absolute nightmare for FPL. Pep Guardiola, there's definitely a correlation between my rank over the last couple of seasons since Pep Guardiola joined the Premier League because... I never know what to do, you know, most of the time I avoid them because of rotation fears, but then Aguero and the likes of Aguero and Mares going and bang in, you know, 30, 40 points for, for captainers. For me, it's probably just 
the fact that the league is is pretty it's obviously gone now as well Champions League is coming back soon so I'm not really interested in investing in any Manchester City assets they have West Ham next which is great but after that Leicester tough game then it's a blank game week then Manchester United and Burnley so fixtures are not great for Manchester City either not that fixtures tend to matter for the likes of Aguero and these guys but for me I think it's a case of whichever ones you have you keep them for West Ham De Bruyne is a, he's still a season keeper for me but the others I think they can probably go then after that West Ham fixture you know just get players in that are going to play 90 minutes every week there's no point stressing and worrying over team sheets the only thing I would say is they're like I mentioned Sterling if he is out for a couple of weeks then that probably does make Mares a safer option question from Johnny Small is it time to say goodbye to Lord Lundstrom or will he get his place back so yeah very disappointing all good things come to an end Lundstrom has been an absolute legend this season and he will always be remembered for being one but it doesn't look good this guy Berge who they've signed the Norwegians came straight into the starting 11 Uh, Lundstrom was on the bench again so even if he does get his place back I don't think he's a reliable FPL asset anymore. You don't want to, you know, it's no good if he starts the odd game and and comes off the bench for 15 minutes and others because they're the most frustrating, you know, getting one-pointers off the bench for 10 or 15 minutes. I think that will happen with Lundstrom, even if he does, you know, get the odd start as well, which I expect him to. He's just not reliable anymore. I think it's time to move away. You know, there's lots of options. You can move to one of his teammates or there's loads of other options as well. So, unfortunately, with a heavy heart, I think it is time to say goodbye to Lundstrom. There was a few comments on Twitter this morning. Chris Wilder was praising Lundstrom's attitude in that Crystal Palace game, you know, being benched. And then when he came on and you know, he was mentioning that, you know, they've got options in all competition in all different positions now, that the new guys are going to have to step up because Lundstrom has played really well this season. So again, that's probably a positive for Lundstrom. But again, for FPL, we want reliable players who we know are going to play week in, week out. And I just don't think we can put Lundstrom in that category any longer. So unfortunately, it is time to say goodbye. Question from FPL Dan. Madison, stick or twist? So you'll probably guess, given that I've removed him from my watch list this week, that I'm going to answer twist for this one. I think the key here is, if you have Madison, very disappointing the last couple of games. The only reason I would sell him this week if I owned them was if I didn't have any other issues and that's pretty unlikely I think most of us who haven't wildcarded yet have issues in defense if we've got Lundstrom, Kelly, Rico, you know Soyunku, anyone like that they're probably a bigger priority than getting rid of Madison you know yes his returns haven't been great but underlying numbers are always pretty good for Madison I think he created five chances at the weekend in that Chelsea game so again on another day you know it could have been a couple of assists there for Madison so yeah I don't mind the idea of selling them, but only if you don't have bigger fires to fight. Don't ignore those defensive issues if you've got them like me. The, the attraction in FPL is always to you know, make the exciting transfers with your forwards and your midfielders. You know, Move Madison to an exciting, you know, possibly explosive player. But if you've got issues elsewhere, don't ignore them. Question from Scott Young. Scott is asking for Lundstrom replacement options, and he mentions... Uh, Sheffield United wingbacks, Enda Stevens and George Baldock. Both of them are 5.1 million. You know, which of them do I prefer? I don't think there's very much between these two guys. I think they're both really good FPL options. Just on the eye test, having watched the last couple of Sheffield United games, I think I would lean towards Stevens. 
you know, he to me was looking more threatening going forward. The thing I don't like about Baldock is to me he's more likely to get yellow cards. I think he has six for the season and Stevens has four, so there's not that much between them. But just the last couple of games, you know, Baldock likes a tackle. Uh, he was pretty lucky not to get sent off recently as well. Referee was pretty lenient and let him away when he was already on a yellow card. So for that reason alone, I would probably lean towards Stevens. I think you know they both get forward, they both create chances, they can both get on the score sheet themselves as well. The way CF United set up, so it's a coin toss really. But if I had to choose one, I would be looking at Enda Stevens. Question from Gav Bailey. Gav says. With the triple captaincy showing that double game weeks are not always the best strategy, is there a good argument for bench boost to be used in a single game week? I think there definitely is. I've always used my bench boost shortly after the wild card in a double game week, you know, with the idea of, you know, getting two games out of your four bench players. So, you know, you're getting eight games rather than four in theory. But I've never I've never done well out of that strategy. You know, especially a bench boost, you know, late in the season, which I've done quite often around game week 36 or 37. There's always a lot of rotation. There's a lot of teams that don't have much to play for. So it's not always very effective. So one of my golden rules going into this season, when when I wrote them all down on that A4 sheet of paper, was be open to new strategies with the chips. So I'm I'm very open. If I wildcard in game week 27, which I'm currently thinking about i'll be looking at opportunities to play the bench boost shortly after i think gaming 29 might possibly be a good one i think anyone who is wildcarding this week for gaming 26 should look at gaming 27 for a possible bench boost as well if you can get your four bench players with you know half decent fixtures i would just go for it because I think we're, we're guilty as fpl managers we overvalue chips anyway and we've seen that with triple captaincy you know, already this season. The bench boost is not worth an awful lot. If I could get 14 or 15 points from my four bench players on a bench boost, I'd be pretty happy. I think last season I played it in a double game week and I only got something like 11 points from four players on the bench who had two fixtures each. So that gives you an idea. It doesn't always work out to plan. For me, I think I probably will be playing it in a single game week this season just to try something different because the double game weeks haven't been working for me in previous seasons. And obviously, maybe I've just got bad luck in double game weeks. You know, triple captain Manny this season obviously didn't work either. So yeah, I think there is a strong argument. It just depends which way you want to go. If you want to keep it and play it in a double game week, obviously that is a good strategy in theory. But for me and for anyone who's wildcarding earlier, you know, anytime soon, I think it's definitely worth looking at, you know, playing it shortly after the wildcard because the fixtures are pretty well set up. I think you've got the likes of Southampton, Sheffield United, Newcastle. Uh, that's just a few teams off the top of my head who have got decent fixtures over the next few weeks uh, and they're likely to make up your bench. You know, McCarthy, Stevens, uh, these Sheffield United players, Lascelles, Fleck. You know, I think I think that could work out just as well as a double game week bench boost this season. What I like about using a bench boost early as well once it's out of the way for the rest of the season all you need to worry about is your starting 11 you can pump all your cash into your starting 11 and you don't need to worry about your bench too much because you know you're not going to have to play a bench boost what you'll see for those managers who are planning to keep the bench boost for later in the season they will end up having to make transfers 
you know, in the run-up to that double game week to make sure their bench is in order, whereas they could be ignoring, you know, good options, you know, more exciting transfers. So that is one thing I like about getting rid of the bench boost chip as well. You can focus on your starting 11 more so for the rest of the season. Question from Stian. Do you think holding Manny and running with him and Salah is a good differential? I definitely do. So Manny's ownership has completely dropped since he got injured. So that's good for anyone who's held on to him. I think if you've held on to him through game week 25, you have to keep him for game week 26 and hope he plays against Norwich. There's loads of time. I don't think that game is until around the 15th of February. So there's you know, almost another two weeks for him to recover and play in that game. So if you have him, I would keep him. One of the reasons I'm not wildcarding in 26 is because I want more information on Sadio Mane. If I was to wildcard in game week 26, I would probably be forced to go double Liverpool defence and Salah. But if I wait until game week 27, it opens the door for the Mane-Salah double up with one defender, which I had a couple of weeks ago. So that is a big factor in me waiting. I want to see... Manny fit again. I want to see him on the pitch before I bring him back in because if I was wildcard and gave me 26, it's pretty hard to go for Manny when there's some slight doubts over whether he'll play against Norwich or not, especially with the Champions League a couple of days afterwards. So I definitely do like the Manny Salah double up as a differential, and it's something I may well do when I wildcard in 27 if I go through with it. Last question I will tackle this week is from Naldo Is the Grealish party over? He's got tough fixtures coming up and a blank in game week 28. So without having seen any highlights, you know, just initially at the weekend, I was thinking there's another two points for Grealish. Maybe it's time for him to go. Then I watched match of the day and it was just, it was the Jack Grealish show again. It was unbelievable how he didn't get FPL points in that game. Quite a few chances, created loads of chances as well. So for me... I don't think the party's over yet. I'm going to keep him for the Spurs game this week. Now, I, I think that'll be one of the questions for me if I wildcard game week 27. Do I keep Jack Grealish or do I let him go? The fact that he has a blank in game week 28 followed by Leicester and Chelsea will probably see him lose out in my wildcard draft. Um, but for now, I think if you have him, I think it's fine to keep him. You know, Very unlucky not to get points at the weekend uh, having watched those highlights. <laughs> Thanks as always for the questions, folks. If you want to send them in each week for the podcast, I put a tweet up usually on a Monday evening on my Twitter account at FPL General. So just keep an eye out for that one and send in your questions there. Moving on to Game Week 26 captaincy and transfers now. I'm going to put these two together. Captaincy is probably a straightforward one for me, Game Week 26, because I don't have a Manchester City attacker other than De Bruyne. So I think I'm going to stick with Salah. He's been on fire the last couple of game weeks. He got me 32 points in the most recent game week. So there's no reason for me to move it off him when he's got Norwich away, the team who are rock bottom of the Premier League. So for me, it's going to be Salah. Obviously, there's question marks over Manny. So you you probably can't captain Manny unless Klopp comes out beforehand and said, yes, he's 100% fit. He's going to play. I mentioned Man City, they're at home to West Ham. I think they've got the best fixture this weekend for captaincy. Aguero, if you have him, I would captain him. There's always a risk with Manchester City, of course, with Pep Guardiola's rotation. Will Jesus come back in? Will they both play? You know, it's 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 you can't second guess this guy. Uh, Mares, maybe if Sterling's out, Mares could be a very good captaincy option as well. Again, even if Sterling is out, there's no guarantee that Mares starts. De Bruyne is 
probably going to be my vice captain. I think he's a very good captaincy option this week as well. But for me, Salah, I'm not going to look past him. He's on fire, great fixture, on penalties. You know, he ticks all the boxes this week. Anyone who has a Bamiang will probably be tempted there as well at home to Newcastle. But again, I do prefer Salah if you own both Salah and Aubameyang. A couple of differential captaincy options for those maybe who have given up on the season and are just having a bit of fun or, or trying to make up serious ground in many leagues. Danny Ings at home to Burnley. Ings is always an option, I think, if you want a differential. And Hyungman's son is away to Aston Villa, who concede a lot of chances. So a couple of options there. For me, it's going to be Mohamed Salah. Transfers. What am I doing this week? So I've mentioned I'm eyeing up wildcard 27. I've got one free transfer this week. I've got about 3.3 million in the bank from making that money to Sun switch last week. My initial plan, as I mentioned on last week's episode, was to get Danny Ings in this week for Mopai. There's all the more reason to do that now, given that Mopai didn't play at all in Game 25. But I've got bigger issues now. My defence is a mess. Trent Alexander-Arnold is the only defender I'm happy with. I've got Soyunku, who I don't want to play. I've got Lundstrom, I've got Kelly, and I've got Rico. So I'm going to probably have to ignore Danny Ings for one more week and focus on defence, focus on my weakest part of my team. So most likely with my free transfer, I'm going to get rid of Kelly, who's lost his place now, and I've got enough cash to get a Liverpool defender alongside Trent. So I'm going to go for Robertson or Van Dijk. I need to spend the rest of the week deciding which one I'm going to go for. Most likely it's only for one week because I'm going to probably say there's a 70-80% chance I'm going to wildcard next week anyway. So I can make changes then to which Liverpool defenders I have. Which Liverpool defender would you go for if it's just one week? Would you go for Van Dijk and look for goals? Or would you go for Robertson and look for you know probably assists? So again, there's probably not much between those two. And... I've always been a big Robertson fan. He did really well for me earlier in the season. So most likely I think I'll go back to Robertson just for one game week. And Ings will have to wait. So hopefully Mopai will, given that he had the last game off, hopefully he comes back in and starts against Watford because it's a decent fixture. If there is any inclination from Potter this week or you know Brighton fans or forums that... Mopai is not going to play again this weekend. Maybe I will just roll with my awful defence and go through with the Mopai to Ings transfer. So that would mean probably playing Trent, which is fine. Soyunku against Wolves, not ideal. And probably Rico. You know, if, if, if Lundstrom and Kelly are not going to play, that sounds pretty awful to me, that, that defence. But again, it would be just one more week before a wildcard, so maybe I could survive and just get Danny Ings in. So yeah, a lot depends on if there's any comments about Mopai this week. If there's not... I'll probably just hope he plays and I'll and I'll get a Liverpool defender in with my free transfer this week. So I won't be taking a hit the week before a wild card. Thank you for taking the time to listen as always. Good luck to you in game week 26. It's going to be a strange one. I think it's the first time it's ever happened that a game week is stretched over two weekends. Every game is going to be televised in the UK. So that's another reason why I like waiting until game week 27 for my wild card. So if I activate my wildcard this Saturday after the deadline, I've got two weeks to build a new squad, but I've also got 10 games on TV, so I could actually watch every team in action while I build my wildcard squad. So I like the idea of that. I'm a big man for the eye test. If I can get my eye on all 10 of those games over the two-week period, 
that will help me to finalize my squad for the rest of the season. So that is the initial plan. As we know in FPL, plans can change very quickly, but I am looking forward to activating that wild card because I've got a lot of players I don't want anymore. If you'd like to hear more from me this week, I'll have a couple of Patreon podcasts going up later after I watch the Manchester United game and the Spurs game. I'll be doing eye test podcasts for those. You can find those at patreon.com forward slash FPL general. Enjoy the long game week 26. I hope it is a successful one for you. I will be back ahead of game week 27 with a preview for that one. Good luck all. (laughs) 